T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. You can always listen to this on its normal Permission Granted podcast podcast feed. So just search Permission Granted, or you can listen to it on its own, or on the DA Show, rather, podcast feed, where you'll get the best of the show, the full four hours, Sunday morning football, and the PGP. Well, let's address the limping elephant in the room. I walked into the studios today with a limp and a cane, and that was a bit alarming for everybody bright and early. Billy Jock alone. What happened, DA? Mraz is in there. Soon to be Pete the Body Bilotti came in. What's going on? What happened was, I think, I don't know how I originally injured it, but maybe I dropped something on it or something, something on my ankle, my foot. And then it was like kind of sore and I was kind of like favoring it, but it wasn't too bad. And then on Monday... I planted on it wrong outside trying to do a bunch of leaf cleaning and lawn stuff before it gets too cold. And I didn't really think it was that bad. I felt that little twinge, woke up yesterday, swollen, tender, couldn't really walk on it. But I was working from home yesterday. Right. Home studios. Yesterday being Tuesday, depending on when you're looking at this. So then I'm thinking, okay, well, it's a little bad bad today, but by tomorrow I'm sure it's going to be fine. And I woke up today, I was like, oh, so I got a cane and I'm limping around and now I'm around the, the offices, going to the bathroom, getting my water. A lot of people are like, what happened to you? What happened to you? Gout? Two people asked me if it was gout. <laughs> Gout's a very popular injury around these parts. No gout, sprained ligament, sprained ligament right now in my, my foot, my right foot. So I have like this oversized sock on it for cushion and uh, I have a sandal over it, not a full shoe. So I'm kind of sliding it around with my my cane. And then one of the engineers sees me, comes into the bathroom and he goes, what happened to you? I said, ah, sprained ligament in my foot. He's like, oh, I just walked out. (laughs) No response, no feedback, no nothing. Because it's not glamorous. What could I have said that would have gotten a, man, I'm so sorry. Toe amputated. Okay. Some kind of, I don't, it would have to be also. Broken? Just, if I said broken foot? Or even if you responded with a hey, sprained foot, you know, did this. You know, if you gave uh-huh. him some kind of, something to feed off of. Just a, you give him no window to, you know, it's not that entertaining an injury. And when you give no reason as to how you did it, there's not much interest. But there. I don't really know this guy, this engineer too well well and he's so he he wants information from my life but then it doesn't even deserve a follow-up like oh man people people are nosy 
and then they're going to choose whether it furthers their interest or not. And for whatever reason, your injury didn't no. further the interest. And I don't want it to. I don't want it to become a talk topic. Of course, I'm leading the podcast with it well, right and now. Also, it's very hard to miss because I've worked with you since 2013. And outside of the back injuries, I've never actually physically seen you hurt like this. Like cane, your own makeshift boot on. And let's face it. There's a lot of people who might have a boot, a cane, a crutch, something like that, but they kind of move fluidly and swiftly in your spot that they're hurt. You are. Oh, terrible. It's a crawl for you yeah, to get from is. spot A to spot B. You're like, it's like you went as like a really elderly person for Halloween. <laughs> I know. I need crutches because then I can swing my body weight. Right. This cane is too. It's not doing anything for me. You're creating a lot of attention because it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a cane. You're it's right. It's an old school looking cane. The sock and seeing the foot open like that is very glaring. And also, you're not giving enough people a time to go, you see what just happened to DA? Because they're watching you for 10 minutes. We'll you're pass right. them. Think about a million things. It's sad. It's re- it's really, it's quite sad. I feel bad for you watching it. And you know you hit a certain point in your life where you get severely injured and you don't even know how. <laughs> That's a good point. This is like if I was... 22 or 32 instead of 42 if i was on one wheel it would be a, a dramatic injury would have happened yeah now it's like i don't know when i really did this it's just i just woke up and it hurt <laughs> <laughs> woke up and i have no foot left yeah. so let me give you another little anecdote about that engineer i don't know his name and this is terrible that i don't know his name but you know there's like six or seven people back there and we rarely see them right the ones you do see, you see for a reason because they can't actually stop talking to you. You're right. That's right. I don't know if I've told anybody this story. February 2018, I proposed to my wife, and I did it down near the Brooklyn Bridge in Dumbo, Brooklyn, which is down underneath the Manhattan Bridge. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. D-U-N- Bridge overpass. Overpass. And... I had my brother kind of hiding in the bushes to take photographs of it so that we had a document. Right. No, nothing creepy about that at all. Not at all. But because I did it around other people and I got down on one knee and my wife was, you know, teary-eyed, et cetera. Although I think her first line was, are you serious? <laughs> I think. Um, people stopped to take photographs. Just their own personal, like, iPhone photographs. And this engineer... Came up to me, like a few weeks after. He's like, "Hey, did did you get engaged?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh, somebody I work with down at the at the uh, somebody I work with took a picture of you that night." I was like, "Really? Wait, the same engineer just did yeah. a follow up? Yeah. Oh, then at least he has some kind of past with you." And I said, "Oh, wow." I was like, "I would love to have that that picture." He's like, "Oh, yeah, I'll ask him." And then I never really see him much anymore. Right. That was three years ago too, so I've kind of dropped it. Oh, well, maybe that's why he didn't have a follow-up. He realized if there is, oh, this is the guy I never got the picture from. <laughs> maybe. But how about that? I mean, he never even asked for my follow-up proposal picture. Well, okay, so follow-up to a follow-up here. How does he know that they have a picture? And B, does that mean other people on social media stopped to take a photo of you guys and then posted, look at this couple? That no, engaged? I think this guy recognized me from something, and he, he said to the engineer, like, hey, don't you work at CBS? And and he was like, yeah, he's like, oh, I actually saw, like, one of the guys over there get engaged the other night. Okay. I thought it was because you said other people, like, stopped to take out their iPhone stuff. Because that's kind of weird to post somebody else's moment on your own. Yeah, no, I I don't think he posted it. And how amazing is that this engineer, who I don't really know, like, out of the blue at a cafeteria said one one day, like, I think I have a picture of your proposal. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Yeah, that's weird. Like, you shouldn't have... Like, I don't know. That's weird. Or I think I, I, I think I know somebody who took a photograph of you. But no, other people were just like, they were into it. I mean, I there was only like three or four people. Look, I understand being into it, maybe taking a picture. Maybe you want to share it with friends. Like, how cute is this moment under the bridge? Social media today, that would feel really weird if it was a social media post. Yeah, totally. Somebody actually took a photograph of it when we were down there and said, oh, I'd love to send it to you. And then she never did. That was a bummer. I gave her my email address. <laughs> never sent it <laughs> using it to catfish other people so today on wednesday's show you went into this unbelievably emotional defense of the arby's potato vodka thing 
which is better, curly fry vodka or crinkle cut fr- vodka? I think curly fry vodka, I think, number one, the way it could probably soak up makes it a little better because you're going through a ring like a slide. So as it gets in and it fermates and not fermates, whatever that word would be. I don't even understand what you're describing here. The way the potato to make vodka ferments, if you will. There's a circumference when you cut up the potatoes, if you've ever watched any videos like this. Doing it in curly fry form tells me there's going to be more of a you know, a way to slide down that ramp and ferment, if you will. And then also a curly fry has more spices than a crinkle cut fry, therefore a more delicate vodka. It has nothing to do with the fry itself in terms of the potato being used. They're going to be the same potatoes. It's going to be the spices added to the vodka. So you mean to tell me the potatoes themselves that they use, they're not going to have the shapes of them in there? Then what's the the point? What kind of shapes are you looking for in your vodka? What I'm saying is get the water. Instead of putting the pounds of potatoes, you put the pounds of the unfried curly fries in there. And they're going to do the same disintegration. Why do you think that matters? How do you think that affects anything? This is the point you're missing. It's absorption, you doofus. It's all about, you know, Oh, right. I'm the doofus. You don't even know what the word ferment was, but I'm the doofus. I'm right. I'm right. I am right. You think that they're going to put pounds, like hundreds of pounds of curly fries? Uncooked, unseasoned. Uncooked curly fries into the vodka. Yes, just, they just, make it an authentic curly fry vodka, yes, and then you put the seasonings in, and it's not like when you drink regular vodka, you get chunks of potato, because it ferments and basically disintegrates in there. Why do you think the shape of the potato matters? Because it's about absorption into getting the alcohol out. Why would that matter based on how a fry is cut? Arby's is going to release crinkle cut fry vodka and curly fry vodka. Uh, for a limited time, 60 bucks a bottle. Of course, they're going to jack up the price. Of course, I have to buy one of these so that I can bring it to Bob's Bar because this feels like the perfect Bob's Bar drink. Yeah. Yeah, but you're hitting, you're hitting the, uh, the quota there. And you were insistent that the different cut of the fry would make the vodkas taste differently when I said, no, it's just going to be the spices that they had, they had after. Yeah. I mean, here, I'm going to get uh, defensive here again. Potatoes are mixed with water to make vodka. Whole potatoes. If you're going to call it curly fry vodka, it shouldn't be whole potatoes. It should be the at least the potato cut of the curly fry put in there. And my assumption would be based on absorption of alcohol that would lead to some sort of sharper taste and then the spices add on top of it. I don't think it's that crazy a take, but I also want to proclaim, because this might be my only shot to defend myself again on this, because I'm sure that'll live forever, I also had no idea this segment was coming. You teased before the segment that I found the perfect drink. It wasn't like I had a night to prepare a vodka take. That was my instant reaction. But you actually vehemently believe that the cut of the potato alters the taste of the vodka. Not the spices, not the additives that a crinkle cut potato would taste different than a spiral cut potato in a vodka. I would assume, even if it's not very noticeable, it's slight, (laughs) or at the very least, the alcohol, you know, basically into it would be different based on, I don't know, the the potato breaking apart at a quicker pace or a slower pace because it's thinner. There has to be something scientific there. Otherwise, why would you even bother calling it curly for just called potato with spices? Well, you do it for branding purposes. Nobody wants to buy a, a vodka from Arby's that doesn't have some signature flavor to it. I, I get it. But here, see, then to me, they shouldn't have two. Just come out with the curly fry one. There's no, crinkle cut is a disgrace. There's no spices on a crinkle cut. <laughs> they said pour- kosher salt. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Because then you get people like me, they get all tripped up, and I'm going to assume potatoes mixed with water could create alcohol and vodka. Just cut them like the curly fries and put them in there. Commit then if you're going to make it that way. You wouldn't want mushy curly fries in your vodka. But you keep... See, that's where I have to push back. You didn't get enough heat from it. Bogus should have stepped up. You don't taste mushy potatoes from regular potato vodka. That's what you're saying. Just throw potatoes into the vodka. No, But see, you were saying get vodka and pour potatoes into it. No, no, no. The potatoes mixed with the water creates the vodka. Potatoes, you don't taste potatoes in vodka. You wouldn't taste the curly fries in the vodka. 
The potatoes are mixed with the water that starts the so whole So you're process. straining out your curly fries before you bottle sure it. Sure you are. If there's anything like that, I'm assuming that's what they would do with the regular potatoes. I'm not telling you to already make the vodka and then you're dumping curly fries in and they're disintegrating. No, the fries with the water make the vodka. <laughs> out of everybody that would go to Bob's Bar on Memorial Day weekend to try this, who would be most into it? Actually, I think my dad. Your dad would totally be. He's always been the one for as long as I can remember, that is like the first to act on some kind of new liquor that he got a tip on where it's something crazy. You know, the, <laughs> he loves the, it. the peanut butter whiskey he was big on early. The cinnamon whiskey he was big he on early. I, there's been other random stuff, you know, whipped cream vodka. You know, he'd be like, oh, look what I found. So he's very into, you know, what does everybody think? And then could care less about the flavors after you see him going back to drip, drinking his Captain Morgan or whatever. Yeah, he likes the gimmick flavors. He does. He, he, lo- he loves a good a flea flicker, if you will, of a vodka. Good gadget play. Yes, yes. So he'd be into it. Who would drink the most of it? Well, how many white claws has the Bayou Bear <laughs> had to set the tone? Because, I mean, I witnessed him during the college football playoff chug a bottle of Pink Whitney after quite a few white claws. What's a Pink Whitney? Pink Whitney is, uh, it's like Barstool and Ray Whitney's New Amsterdam vodka flavor. It's like pink vodka. It's very sweet. I don't necessarily love it, but... You know, after 24 claws and an Alabama win over Notre Dame, sit back and chugged it like a Poland spring. He, you just, you have a guy on staff. He's our guy on staff that Wait can chug second. liquor. Bayou Bear drank 24 White Claws. At least, yeah. And then decided to open up a bottle of vodka and just drink, swig from it, like not mix it or pour it into a glass? No, so... It was de- it was college football playoff day, New Year's Day. We're at my sister's house. My soon-to-be brother-in-law is a big Notre Dame fan, and as is his family. And the Bayou Bear, being from the Bayou, but is actually an Alabama fan, not an LSU fan, football-wise. This was a big deal. They were going to make a big deal of a Notre Dame-Alabama party. <laughs> and, yeah, they had a ton of liquor out and drinks. I was a little hungover because New Year's Eve was the night before. He ch- drank through. We got to the fourth quarter. It was very obvious there was not going to be any sort of uh, resistance from Notre Dame. He played Sweet Home Alabama on the speakers after the last touchdown and just kicked back and chugged an entire bottle of Pink Whitney Vodka. Even, and you know, like I, a whole bottle? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the tall boy bottle, but it was a solid size bottle. It, not many people I know could do it. It grossed me out a bit. Uh, proceeded to, now I really was going to get into the, the Clemson game was coming up next, and he was asleep in my lap with three minutes into the first quarter. It put him down like a tranquilizer. Who can chug a bottle of vodka? Look, yes. Let me. alone after yeah. two dozen White Claws. Only him. Only somebody with an unhealthy, huge vat of a human being uh, as the Bayou Bear can uh, do that. So you ask me who could drink the most of it, I'm going to tell you what I've witnessed in person. Now, again, it'll take him down at the knees. That's the one thing that'll take him down. Well, that was after two dozen right. White Claws. If maybe Justin the... Fields versus Trevor Lawrence, he couldn't tell you what happened. Asleep in my lap. I had to get stuck sitting next to him. If... I brought this to Memorial Day, and I just gave him his own bottle, and I go, you know what, Bayou Bay, you start off with this. Could he drink the entire bottle of vodka? For sure he could. For sure he could. And would he be left standing? Well, again, how many other drinks has he had? No, no, I'm just, that's the only thing he drinks. he's allowed to drink? Oh, he would be standing, yeah, for sure. Yeah, as long as he's not chugging it, you know, like the Pink Whitney. If he just has four hours to go through a bottle of vodka during a show... He would finish it and be left standing for sure. He might argue that he's only getting going. <laughs> so that's an inhuman amount of alcohol consumption. Yeah, he's inhuman. He's it's inhuman. True. He's a bear. I mean, he he made everybody feel comfortable about drinking during our live show that day. Let's not forget. Part of the animal kingdom. Yes, he is. So speaking of, Gelb joined us on the show the other day. Nobody behind the scenes in your community wants to speak out about the ongoing storyline that now Gelb is dating one of your sister's friends. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Woof, woof. For Zach, it's a really good here we go, brownies, but he kind of tailed off with a woof, woof. Woof, woof. Zach now has responded on Twitter. 100% accurate. I've made better dog noises before. Like Baker Mayfield, I was playing hurt yesterday. Uh, I could tell you confirmed reports of him drinking late Saturday night in a village near me. 
Well, so that's only half of his tweet. He also tweeted, I guess, though, this is what there is to talk about when Dan Shaughnessy can't come on for the fifth time this month. Wow. Ooh. Wow. I like that. I don't, I'm sorry that we don't get Matt Rule on. I didn't, we didn't climb inside him and basically live with him <laughs> to have this happen. I don't think we should be taking runs at Zach's guests because Zach's guests are elite. They're great. They're, They're great. elite. Look, my father's a deli man. His father was an elite producer in radio that gave him a lot of contacts. Big difference. I wasn't born on third base for booking guests. Oof. Looks like we have breaking news here as Zach Gelb has called up the hotline here. Let's punch him up on the show. Zach, good morning. I was designated driving on Saturday night oh. and being responsible. Uh-huh. So I had the Shaughnessy <laughs> joke probably brewing for a few months, and I was just waiting for the perfect time to implement it. <laughs> and today I woke up uh, a little bit early and probably didn't. I did not drink my coffee yet, so I said, you know what, bleep it. Let me just throw out the Shaughnessy <laughs> shot today. I was thinking Ty Dunn, but then he was on the phone, so I couldn't do that. Wow. <laughs> woof, woof. <laughs> it was a terrible woof, woof, by the way. That was brutal. I was afraid that my voice was going to crack because I'm getting over a cold. So, Mraz, I'll do it better for you right now. Ready? Woof, woof. Is that better for you? Oh, that's good. Nobody right. wants to talk about this. No, and he is now, by the way, in the time since that show, admitted to me what was going on. Okay. All right, so he did come forward. Only after we have now talked about it for, what, a third time, whether it's PGP or on the show. Yes, he, uh, me and him had a, had a phone call after Good. that. And, uh, you know, uh, I wasn't trying to hide anything. I just assumed somebody got the message to you. Okay. I mean, what am I supposed no, to do? No, no, no. I think that's on him. No, that's not why he didn't say anything. I brought him into my world and he walks out of there. I think he should say something. Well, the whole thing is this. You brought him in. Maybe your sister set him up. Maybe not. Right. But he walked out of there with a phone number. For sure. Yes. He texted her. He called her, what have you. They they hung out. And as it got more serious, he's like, I don't want this to be sports talk fodder. And I know the DA show will make the sports talk fodder. And I don't want my personal life out there, and I don't blame him at all. Right. Can you blame us for wanting to make it fodder, though? Well, here's the thing. Inadvertently, it's like Michigan State beating Michigan and then being ranked behind them. (laughs) It's like this unfortunate, vicious cycle that, yeah, their worst loss is Purdue, but they're better than Michigan, and so thus Michigan's loss is a better loss, but it's through no fault of their own. For... For Zach, he didn't come out of Labor Day wanting to be part of uh, a relationship topic. He wouldn't have minded us talking about him. Right. He didn't mind that. He did not want to be part of a relationship. And as it got deeper and deeper into it, he's like, either I tell Mraz to be up front, but it's going to become fodder, or I hide behind it, and then I become the guy that's ducking it. So right. what's and, – and just he took home a girl from your house. That's yeah. That's just it, – this is not like his – high school sweetheart or something that we're talking about. No. It's directly tied to your house. And one thing is is evident here, we're talking about week 10 of college football. This was week one. <laughs> so it's been enough time now where, you know, it's more than a number. You've clearly, I mean, I think at some point, if you've seen a girl enough times in 10 weeks, I, I mean, I don't know at what point you call somebody your girlfriend, but that's clearly, you know, a time to come forward, I would think, at some point over 10 weeks. And it also became a story because your sister, in passing, said to you, oh, I think so-and-so and Zach went out for dinner the other night. And yes, you were like, and- wait a second, they're hanging out? Why would they be hanging out? And this needs to be clear, too. It was not said to me like, oh, my God, can you believe? It was just briefly mentioned. Matter Jamie- of fact. Yeah, Jamie and Zach went to this place last night. They said it was, uh, you know, good. there was some whatever, whatever dinner place was good night. Zach who? You know, that was like my reaction. And then I got the, what do you mean, Zach? Who? Zach Taylor. Right. Zach Gelb, who Jamie's been seeing. I go, what? And, like, that was the way it came about. It was shocked that I wouldn't have known that from Zach. And Zach is now portraying that it's shocked that I wouldn't have known that from my own family. Well, Monday's appearance on the show has left a lot of questions and a lot of stones that now need to be overturned. Sure. Because now it's finally out there. This is great that they're dating, they hooked up, at, they were connected at your house, yeah. that they hooked up at I your house. I didn't see any technical hooking up there. So now it's out there, so that's good. Wish them the best. 
But in it, Zach also came to your neighborhood to have some cocktails on Saturday night. Yes. And because he didn't do the here we go brownies, here we go woof woof with enough vigor with the woof woof, he said he was playing hurt. Now, he opened up a can of worms. Why were you playing hurt? What what do you mean hurt? Now, he said it's because he was getting over sickness. You thought it was a hangover because you had eyewitnesses of him drinking in your hometown. He then said, I wasn't drinking. I was the DD. Correct. And so now you've got people that will say, no, no, no. I had a shot with Zach. Zach denies it, but they won't come forward because they're worried about ruining anything. This is an unbelievable connecting of dots. Yes, their theory is... (laughs) Everybody in my inner circle who could come forward is very aware of the DA show and boy, how we like to make a mountain out of a molehill. And their theory is we don't want to mess up a relationship for our friend, Jamie, yeah. by having Zach get scared off that anything he does with her is going to become morning show fodder and that nobody's going to have his back. So rather than have my back like they all should, they would rather play neutral and protect Jamie from having a bad breakup. It's a devastating turn of events for Zach because, A, I'm sure he really likes her, and B, I'm sure he would like to be talked about on our show. But in this case, he can't. It's the one girl that he can't really be public about because anything public becomes fodder, which could be uncomfortable. So it's like, you know, he it's the one girl in the universe, unless he was dating, like, I don't know, Lisa Ramos or Katie Lindadol right. or somebody who's like a regular... Right. On the show, it's the one girl in the universe that puts him in a precarious spot. Here's a thought then. You don't want to be in a precarious spot. Don't meet a girl I at, know. At, at my own bar. But you can't always control who you like and who no, walks in your life. I wish them nothing but the I best. I do too. But if I met a girl and I wasn't married at Zach Gilb's, uh, you know, I don't know, pool party. Yeah. I would have to understand that maybe some things I wouldn't love being out there would end up on from 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Radio. Zach throws a Halloween party, and you go to the Halloween party, and there's a girl there. Zach's sister is like, hey, you know, Sean, you're a funny guy. You're on the radio. My my friend's really funny, too. I think you guys might hit it off. You know, let me just I'll introduce you over, like, some drinks. You're like, okay, great. You walk out of there, you're like, she's pretty cool. I'm attracted to her. This is, this could work. Are you thinking to yourself, but I, I can't hook, I can't hook up, or I can't date Gelb's sister's yeah. friend? Or do you just go, you know what, to hell with it? You know, it's a great conundrum. First of all, I would have no idea how to answer that because the last time I dated was, well, maybe decades never. ago. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I guess I always have my antennas up in this business and go, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to become part of Zach's things. But at the same time, no way. You can't hold back. The you heart never hide anything on the show. You never. It's not. Everything is open season for you. <laughs> not, I mean, I guess. But maybe I'll try to turn a page. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I think that <laughs> I think that the heart wants what the heart wants, right? I and, agree. Like, if, if you believe, and I hate to play love connection here. If you are of the belief that you have one true soulmate out there and you were destined to meet the person you end up with, and this is the, who knows, it was fate that he met her, like, and they could break up next week, but you get the point here. You would deny that one opportunity of however, whatever brought you two together (laughs) because you didn't want a couple jokes made on the DA show? Probably not. It's like a Romeo and Juliet. Just because the Montagues and the Capulets are at war doesn't mean you shouldn't love the hoop. The person right. you love. You deal with that worry later on and you handle your business first. So you it's start. It's like not trading somebody in conference, right? Like if you're the Texans, <laughs> don't worry about dealing Watson to the Dolphins instead of the Eagles. Like just worry about the return you get on it. If he comes back to beach in the playoffs, then you deal with it. So you start dating this girl. Unfortunately, you know, there's some there's some sticky connections within the Zach Gell world, but you really like her. Now you're a month in. Now you're two months in. Is it becoming harder to go to Zach and say, hey, just so you know, I took home a girl from your Halloween party and we're dating because... because So it's getting harder the longer it goes. Without a doubt. And I think then the only place to do what Zach did, lie out your face and just say you assumed that somebody else told me. Yeah. He knew nobody told you. Yeah. And my guess is, if I had to guess, seriously guess, he probably told the girl he's seeing those first couple times 
Just don't even say anything to Sean. I don't totally. Like, whatever. Because in his mind, he might be thinking the first couple times they hang out, who knows if this is even going to last, so why yep. even bother making yep. a big deal? Yeah, and you don't want the girl you're dating to be some type of, like, subject fodder for right. the public, which I wouldn't do. Like, we would never give out her last name and, you know, never, like, you know, never tag her on that, social right. media or right. something. Never like spend that's... 15 minutes talking about her on a PG page. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying the story itself... I can't blame Zach here. I really can't. I can't blame Zach for not wanting to be the subject, but by avoiding being the subject, you became the subject. Right. Had he Had the day after... Are you be- became a bigger subject by avoiding... No doubt. It's always burying the story. It becomes bigger. If the day after Labor Day, he's like, hey, just so you know, like I went home with your sister's... Or I got the phone number of your sister's friend. and We hung out. It's kind of cool. Like, I would have probably even forgot about it. Yeah, and it just kind of... Yes. Then you're not hiding anything, so it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. Right. I would find out, oh, wow, they're still hanging out two months later. It'd be like, that's right. He said something. It's kind of like, and I hate to cross this barrier, nobody talks about or cares about Carson Wentz or Kirk Cousins not being vaccinated anymore. But Aaron <laughs> Rodgers hit it, and now it's the biggest story in the world. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's it's kind of the same. But again, <laughs> I don't blame Zach for not wanting to come forward because you don't know how that's going to blow up. Now, he could have asked, hey, guys. I am dating somebody from Bob's by the Bay, and I'd prefer if you guys didn't bring it up. But then he has to trust us to to do right by him, and I don't blame him for not trusting us. Although I would have not talked about it, and I'll tell you this: if Zach listened to this and he's like, "Hey, DA, just lay off," I'd be like, "Fine, it's right. it's off limits. It's not a big deal. I agree. Totally off limits." I, if I could add one more caveat here, if Zach does in the end if this works out you know best case scenario this was his match made in heaven and it works out i think zach should be very thankful down the line to tell kids and stuff that my home renovations paid off because saying you met your wife or mother of your children at blobs bar <laughs> as opposed to Bob's <laughs> by the bay would be a tough sell and answer a lot of questions so the name change in the new bar definitely helped here it's true and he's got a loving community around him he's got your sisters he's got the sisters friends family he's got the bayou bear kerrigan yeah he's got he's got more than enough he's got i mean your whole neighborhood's probably rooting for this to work out that's why they don't want to say anything out of line yeah they're certainly rooting against me that's for sure yeah that's for damn sure and you know if he ends up this works out and he ends up having you as a brother-in-law First of all, that would not be the same thing. It's my sister's friend, not my sister. I'm not even convinced I'd be invited to the wedding, to be honest with you. It would just, it would give him, and he doesn't live on Long Island, right? So it would give him a new friend. He's from Long Island. His family lives on Long Island. He is currently living in Manhattan. Gotcha. So he would, he would now have a family, an extended family on Long Island. So there's a lot of pluses there. The negative is almost everything would be radio fodder. Yeah, that's 100% right. 100%. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But, look, I got nobody with my back now in this family. We got to root for them to succeed. And in the end, if the opening of Bob's by the Bay resulted in a, a healthy, happy relationship, that's good for business at it is. as well, for fake business. Yeah, it's good. People would want to come there hoping right. that they can find their soulmate at Bob's. Hey, it's not just a bunch of dudes watching Alabama play Miami. You can meet the future wife here. It is just amazing that in, like, this universe, it's like a Marvel universe of Bob's Bar, of all of these characters that seem to intertwine constantly, that Gelb, who has kind of become, like, your villain or your Newman, would somehow be connected to a girl through your family that he met at your bar, and I, thus we can't talk about, but we need to talk about. It's, I mean, it's not like, I don't know. I don't even know what the comp is. It's like the perfect story. Because it's not the exact lineage. It's not my direct sister. So it's like, you know, a pseudo through this. Uh, Anytime my sister growing up has an event, this girl is always going to be there. So then by virtue, Zach's always around (laughs) that way, even if it's not directly at my house. Then it's work conversation when I don't want work conversation. Then it never ends. You're right. We need Connor to get to Bob so that you can set him up. So then that adds well, another piece of the Marvel Universe. Look, if Connor ends up meeting somebody at a Bob's or a Bob's by the Bay, 
I mean, forget about it. We're going to open up our own app. <laughs> Swipe right on potato vodka. Yeah, no question. Curly fry absorption. I only worry, though, if Connor goes out there that he might feel. Goes 0 for 4. I know. I, I feel like he might think, what am I doing with these lunkheads? You know, it's like. Possible. I know he's not. You're also talking about a guy who survives on frozen pizza and bacon, egg, and cheese. He's I know. not act like. <laughs> he doesn't. He's not home reading the Gettysburg Address every day. He's not hoity. There's no. no question. But I do feel like if you threw him around some of the crazy people at Bob's and in West Babylon, he might be like, whoa. He might end up like the nerd in Road Trip. He just gets extremely <laughs> rowdy, walks walks home with a huge pair of underwear. I feel so alive! <laughs> He's doing keg stands. <laughs> keg stand, Canadian bacons, <laughs> green parties. Are you going to talk to Connor coming up here? We have Connor coming up here. Yeah, we have a couple things to get into. Number one, we have to update where we are at at the halfway point in the NFL season with our picks. And also, his thoughts on Pete the body, the boss, mm-hmm. and uh, where we stand, and if Pete is really that important. Pete the bossy Bilotti. Pete the bossy Bilotti. When Pete, by the way, very big on holding papers and walking around with papers, we've noticed. You guys are right. He's he's feeling good this week. This is his best self. No doubt about it. And me and Connor are going to get into, I think I'm the one least benefiting from <laughs> Pete being a boss. When maybe in theory you think I should be the most benefiting. I had yet more work thrown my way on Wednesday, thanks to Pete. Would we benefit ultimately as a show if Pete slid up to management and Connor slid into Pete's role? It's tough for me to say because we'd I have we'd have really good support and management. We'd have great we'd we'd have great support and management as opposed to just nobody letting us know whether we have support <laughs> and management. Connor is the obvious choice to take one of those roles and fill in, but Pete still adds a little certain je ne sais quoi on the show that I think we would miss. Like, you know, even certain Connor could play all the drops. Can he anticipate them the same way as Pete? You know, I don't know. I mean, on Trash Tuesday, who's going to trash the IRS every week? <laughs> so maybe ultimately the roster is stronger. Like maybe the Celtics think they're better with Brad Stevens in the front office than on the sideline. But I don't know. I don't know. We might still miss a little little something. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a fair it's a fair point. Well, we'll see how these two weeks go. Pete the Bossy Bilotti is in this week and next week for our associate program director who's on vacation in Hawaii. <laughs> and uh, we'll see. I think the station's going to be better for it. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot of carpet being worn out here with all the walking Pete's doing. He's like uh, he's like the boss from Office Space. <laughs> He's just walking around with a coffee mug. Always holding papers. If you hold papers, people will think you're doing something important. They could be blank sheets. We don't know, but he's got them in his hand. He's Lumberg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, side B with Connor is right now. How do D 
Doody Do. It is Mraz, the host here on Side B of the PGP. How are you all? A special guest. You don't get me and Andrew Bogus's fun, witty banter today. No, 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 no. We get the one and only Connor Green. Connor, hello. What is going on, Sean? How you doing? I'm doing well as Connor bellows out. So a big two weeks here on the DA show as Pete the Body Bellotti is either an acting, an interim, uh, or just simply filling in for our associate program director, Dave Marinick, who is taking a two-week vacation. So with that, we have 10 shows to fill without Pete. Four of them going to Pat Boyle, six of them going to you, Connor, which excites us greatly. First, before we get into the ins and outs and updating a midway NFL season picks contest between the two of us, your reaction and thoughts on seeing Pete the Body Bilotti as an acting boss here? Well, it's good to see Pete get a little, uh, you know, boss time here. He had done scheduling in the past for just the network, so he's well equipped to, I think, fill in for David Marinick and, uh, you know, do the scheduling and doing all the other responsibilities that David does. So I think Pete's well equipped for it. I would say he is an acting program director. That's what I would say the the, the proper term would be is acting because technically he is the acting program director. He's not the interim and he's not just a fill-in. He's the acting guy. So that's what I would say. It's good to see Pete out there in the newsroom. It is. I tell you, though, I, I he's like the Grim Reaper right now for me. Uh, we we made the jokes on the air. Mraz, two days in, how's Pete handling control and authority? Uh, handling it? It's hard to tell if he's getting anything done, DA, but I will tell you he's quite enjoying it. Hmm. Chest puffed out, walking around, just making laps around the newsroom, saying hello to people, patting people on the back, saying, how you doing? Really? Re- yeah, I got one of those earlier. I noticed he did it to D-Cell as well. You know, the old, you know, let me rub your shoulder real quick move. Oh. By <laughs> he is feeling loose in this role. So he likes having a little bit of authority. Well, we already knew he liked having it, but yeah. now that he does, like this is the first time we can legitimately say that Pete has a little bit of authority. Boy, is he soaking it up for all it's worth. There's no oh, doubt about it. Okay. He's wearing it nice, though. You see, he's got that presence about him. He's got an aura of a man yeah. who's in charge. Pat, so you, you see him and you're like, that's a boss. Yeah, wait, that didn't sound right, though, what I just said. But, um, yeah. Yeah, he definitely, <laughs> he walked in the room before. <laughs> I looked at him, you know, with a little bit, a little bit upwards, more so than usual, and he's like the same height as me. You're looking, you're looking up right now to the stature of Pete <laughs> the Body. It's like when everybody has their favorite NFL team, and like two days before the first game, they release their captains list, and you're going, "Really? How did this guy get the C?" <laughs> That's what Pete kind of feels like. And then the pregame huddle happens, like, "Okay, all right, I see it. I see what management <laughs> thinks here." Pete now is walking around, and he's become the guy now within three days. At the time we're taping this, we're three days into Pete's tenure in this. He's become the guy you want to duck into a bathroom or into a dark hole and be like, oh, Pete's coming. I got to avoid this. He's got a presence about him. He has a a way about him where you don't want to say no to him. And in the end, as I mentioned, I, uh, you know, hosting a Thanksgiving at my house with my wife's side of the family, the two young kids, I have now been asked to host the DA show on Thanksgiving morning where I would normally be off on holidays but fill in when DA is off otherwise because we've gotten that thin, I guess, on the roster. So I was put in a spot where basically Pete made me do it. <laughs> and I and I didn't even have an answer. I, I just, okay, I, I'm very scared of saying no to Pete here, so I'm doing that. He's now followed that up today with asking me if I could do like four of these Odyssey CBS Sports Minutes on Thanksgiving, which it gets just more... Working somewhere in the holidays, and and again, I I cowered down. Okay, all right, like I'm a yes man for Pete. I feel like I'm getting bullied down here. Are you sensing any of that from Pete? I, I think he's using his managerial skills to bully you into a situation. It's sort of like I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse, and it's not because you can refuse it because not necessarily you want to do it. It's right. because Pete is putting you in the position where he is giving you well, the manager talk. And you feel like you are obligated to fill in because Pete is the boss and he's coming across as the boss and he has the persona almost of a larger than life persona. And you feel like you can't let Pete down by saying no. And I'll I'll also say this. There is a part of me that doesn't want because I know how this feels from a producing standpoint. Right. Um, 
I know what it's like. Let's just take, you know, guess or certain segments where you come up empty-handed even though you trod, right? Pete still has a our other boss to answer to as as Dave Marinick would have to answer to as well, our boss Spike. You know, if I'm giving Pete resistance, and I'm supposed to be Pete's biggest ally here, me and him work, the, he works closely with me than anybody else here, and I'm giving him no's, well, he's going to go back there. It's not going to make him look good either. So maybe there's some of that in the back of my mind. Like, I, I, Pete, I don't want you to look bad here. I'm getting shafted. I think I'm getting my relationship with Pete because of the DA show. Connor, I'm getting screwed here. Well, you feel like he's your friend. You don't want to let him down. Oh. If you say no, then Pete's going to have to find somebody else, which might be really tough. It's almost like when you book guests. Right. It'd be like if, if Pete was booking you as a guest and you would feel like, well, I don't want to say no because right. I know him. I'm friends with him. If I don't do it, then he might not be able to get somebody else. You almost feel like you're obligated in this position to just say yes. And also... Pete is putting you in the position as the boss to a spot where you can't say no because didn't he take you off to the side? Like, he didn't ask you in yes. front of everybody. Yes. Which always, they always say, like, if you want to do a business meeting, you change the right. location of the meeting because it's a power move and it puts you in the position right. where Correct. you're the one in, in control. So it seems like Pete has been reading some of these, you know, how to be a manager, you know, guides on Google or whatever it is. Clearly. And he's putting you in the position. He's giving you the talk down where you have no choice but to do what he says. And as we're saying this, Pete is just walking around. He's chirping with everybody. We're yeah. taping this in the studio. We can see Pete. He's holding a he's bunch of papers. papers. When you hold papers, you look important. And uh, we're going left to right on your radio dial right now. Pete is is emphatically waving papers, talking to somebody, and he's doing the points with the papers. He's pointing with, with the papers, look, which are the, obviously important. Other people are walking by. Look at this. There's more bosses walking by, acknowledging Pete's presence. This is all going on in real time in front of Connor and I, folks. If you asked me who was the main boss out there right now, now, I would say it's got to be that guy right there. It's got to be Pete. Yeah, and He's got I will, all the papers. I will tell you, there are two people far more important in this company than Pete that have just walked <laughs> by and, and talked with him. And it looks like Pete is the one holding firm. Okay. On that note, Connor. <laughs> Actually, it's not even on that note entirely. <laughs> we're on doing, an entirely different note. We're on an entirely different note. The up the gut picks versus your picks. Uh, a bet payoff to come. If I lose, I have to do your job for a week. You get to do my job for a week. If you lose, we get to literally turn you into a frozen pizza, which we're still working out the details of how that would yeah, work. Am I going to have to like do this here and then have to go home on the train well, covered in I, pizza Connor, sauce? I think we're going or... remote here. You're going to have to go somewhere where we could find a walk-in freezer. A walk-in freezer. Because we're going to literally freeze you shut with sauce, dough, flour, or cheese all over. sounds a little bit dangerous, like, if I am if I get thrown in a freezer, well, how we'll let long you am out. I going to be free? Am I going to be a legitimate frozen pizza? Well, we'll look up what legally we're allowed to do. <laughs> how far you can go before <laughs> yes, I get hypothermia. Exactly. exactly. Uh, so I, pre this podcast, we were just talking about records. I gave you slightly off on the records. So heading into the week, I was 17-7, and seven, heading into week nine in the NFL, right? Week nine, because now we're yeah. about to be in week ten. You were eleven, twelve, and one. You went two and one for the second straight week. I went one and two for the second straight week. So that actually brings me to eighteen and nine on the year. I am nine games over five hundred. You, my friend, are now at thirteen, thirteen, and one. You have now climbed back to five hundred after an early hole. You have chipped and chipped away. And as we alluded to on Wednesday's show, the NFL season is really only halfway done. Where you feel like you'd be nearing the end. It's crazy how much different that one week makes. So I have 18 wins, you have 13 wins. I have nine losses, you have 13 losses. So the the lead is about four and a half games, if you will. Five in the win column, four in the loss column to steal a line from the Giants. You've changed uh, up, gotten hot lately. As we know, a lot of this is game of luck chances. Have you changed anything in your philosophy and get yourself back up to a couple respectable weeks here. Well, you know, the, the first few weeks, because I, I'm not a big sports gambler, so I, I understand spreads and, you know, all that stuff, but it's a little bit different when you're actually picking the games yourself. And so, you know, what, but when I was just doing the first few weeks, I was just looking at the games really quickly. I would see a game that I like, and then I would pick it. Right. Now I'm sort of thinking like, okay, if there's a game I really like, which ended up actually being last week Chargers versus Eagles. Right. There was that weird line where they were only point and a half favorites in that game. Funny. A lo the only game I won last week, and DA won it as well with the Wizard of Oz. Right, and I looked at it, and I said, I love the Chargers there, but why are they only a point and a half favorite right. in this game? Like, there must be something that I don't know. Where are the books ma bookmakers 
you're basically coaxing you in. Right. They're like trying to sucker me into taking that because Sucker's there's something bet. I don't know that they all know. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to pick that game. I really should have taken that game in the end. But I'm starting to look at things from that angle. If there's a game that I really love that I like, can't understand so, why the spread's that way, so I'm like, I'm words, not going to take it. Your new philosophy is if you love a game, you're not taking I'm it. I'm not taking because it. Because there's a reason that you love it. I'm right. taking games only that I absolutely hate. That's my new strategy. <laughs> if I hate the game and I hate the pick, I'm having a good week. Okay. And so that's the way you got to go about it. Because if you love it, it means that you're getting suckered into it. And I've been listening to some podcasts, so I got some professional gambling hey. guys that are giving me some, like you know, advice or this and that. So I'm trying to get more in tune with what a professional or what somebody who really follows this stuff would do. Okay. Because you have been totally ridiculous. You're 18, and like I feel like I've had a pretty good year. I'm, yeah. I'm breaking even right now. Yeah, break even is a good year. And yeah. you're nine games over 500. And that's with two bad weeks back to back. Yeah. Uh, look, a lot of it is luck, too. I, I've overanalyzed all these numbers and, and trends and everything else. And look, you're going to run into weeks where, you know, you have to turn to your kids and say you're having ramen this week. That's I mean, it. <laughs> no more money. It's all right. gone. Exactly. It all went on Eagles. Exactly. That's it. So interesting. So do you think with, I guess, what not, what, I get so screwed up with these weeks. There's another eight weeks left of football here. And then do we do playoffs too? No, 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 no. I mean, I no. This is for the regular season. I I do the column through the playoffs, but we only really count the regular season picks. Okay. Do you think it's over? I think it's an uphill battle, just because I'm going to have some losing weeks here down the stretch. Unless I get really hot, I would need I would need to get really hot, and then I would need you to start losing some weeks. Not even one and two weeks, like zero oh and three weeks, which is possible. It's I've possible. Been there. I've melted before. But because, you know, the odds at this point that I'm going to outperform you that much in the last nine weeks is going to be tough because, for the most part, like, you go one and two one week, right. you go two and one the next week. Yeah. Three and oh is a little rare, and oh and three is uh, a little look, rare. Connor, four weeks of you at two and one, me at one and two, you've chipped away. I've chipped and, away at the lead. Right. So it's definitely possible. It's right. always possible. A frozen pizza may await. Connor, you can follow yourself on Twitter. At Connor underscore Green 51. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CBS. Have a great week, everyone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.